people afterwards have been like, oh, this was really nice. Do I owe you money? <laughs> they come in scared of me. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're like, I'm scared. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. I am. What, what a ride. I know. <laughs> it hasn't been that long and it has been a ride already. I know yeah. this. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm fine. It's fine. Yes. Excited to be here. Where we talk to artists about mm-hmm. trauma and laughter and the balance between it. Yeah. I think the intersection, I think what we've been seeing is it can be a really useful tool to process and, and go through something. But it can also be a barrier for us accessing deeper stuff. So it just depends. Everybody uses it different. And what I've learned from comedians, it's a it's a way to, it's a craft. It's how you hone your skills is by being able to deal with your own shit and then be able to talk about it from a non-triggered state is how I see it. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that you see it that way. The way you describe <laughs> it makes it beautiful. <laughs> Living it sometimes, I'm like, this is, this hurts. <laughs> so you make it sound so nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a, a thing that's covered a lot too, or like I've heard people guess so far saying is mm-hmm. like, can you be funny and sad? Mm-hmm. And I think you can, obviously you can just be human, but that's something that we're like still. Well, I would say we, everyone is both of the, you know, we're multiple things all at the same time. Emotions. It's just, are we accessing it? Or are we trying to shove it down? Yeah. See, <laughs> You say amazing things. <laughs> I think just because of who you are, but also because you're a therapist and you've learned these truths. Lots of years. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you, um, well, first I was drawn to you because you're on Google oh. and I called you. <laughs> yes. I remember that day. I thought you just wanted me to be a guest on a podcast. I was like, sure. Yeah, I do that. And then you start telling me this idea and I was like, oh, co-host. You're like, yeah. I was like, well, I like your idea. I was like, why? Why did you choose me? You're like, well, you called me back. <laughs> Sometimes. I was like, okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> but it really did all fit together. I mean, you were yeah. one of the only trauma therapy of Nashville was the only trauma therapist that came up really when I Googled um, and you did hit me back. So that's like a major thing, yeah. you know, uh, that's how I do it. Yes. What made you interested in this idea? Well, I mean, it's always, you know, I had to sit and think, like, is this something that's really in the direction and aligned with what I'm doing? And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. And then it was absolutely. Um, it's just talking about real real life stuff with people. And we all have some sort of trauma. It's hard to get through uh, life without it. Um, so being able to give a, a platform and a voice and to talk about it in this unique way because – comedians like we said it's um so heavily tied to their worth and how they are able, how well they're doing or how they sum themselves up and it you know we've seen really famous p- people you know twitch just you know mm-hmm. that just happened with him and not that he was a comedian but he was just this really big personality that everyone's like he's so happy you know um and so it, it can cause a lot of that silence suffering of yes our to really dispel the belief, like you, you can't be one, you know, you have to be one or the other. You can't have both at the same time. So I just like giving conversation and voice to human and like our humanness and the way we experience it. Because you guys tell your stories very beautiful. I've gotten to come see and, you know, I get to know you guys a little bit, but then I hear you talk about and do your craft and, and talking to, 
you know, our guests and stuff, it's really, um, it's just lovely to see um, how it's just an extension of you. But I think sometimes comedians can think that's the only thing they have to offer. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm still like, <laughs> I need to dig in there. I'm, I'm excited for more episodes because I'm still like, I know I have more to offer and that other people do, but I'm like realizing that and actually believing it. Yeah. yeah. And I think the conversations that this podcast is going to create is going to do that for a lot of people, whether you're, you know, a comedian or you're just the funny person mm-hmm. in your household oh. um, or in your friend group, or you're just a human that like, I need laughter and I, I can only feel sadness or, you know, it's, yeah. I think it, it'll create thoughts and conversations for everybody across the board. You know, I agree. Laughter is very universal. Definitely. And so is drama. <laughs> yeah, I like that you said you know, trauma is universal too because um, I remember one conversation we had where you were like, most people think trauma is like big things. Yeah. yeah. Like I got in a car wreck or something physical mm-hmm. happened to me. Yeah. But it can be, yeah, it, that's typically what we think of. So a lot of people discount their trauma and don't really work with it or deal with it. But that can be um, very small things you know, that, that happen over and over. It could be not having a, a parent around or trying to connect with a parent and getting pushed away. You know, these tiny little moments, a school teacher um, saying something that in the class laughs. Oh. Right? I yes. can't tell you, I've, I've processed a lot of those moments with people. So wow. it's, it's these tiny little moments. And um, I've heard trauma described in several ways, but I think my favorite was anything that's not nourishing um, you know, things that have a lasting impact on us, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, um, but anything not nourishing, I really liked that one because that gives a lot of permission for people to look at their stuff and to heal. Yes. You mentioned before where you were like, I have to assess if this podcast is something that aligns with what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your how you got into therapy what is it you're trying to do like what's your bag baby yeah that's a good question um I think it's ever evolving I got into it because my parents were divorced and I wanted to help kids and couples and I do not work with either now oh my goodness (laughs) um but um so it was that it was my own stuff and, and some trauma stuff that I went through but then um as an intern, I started getting all the trauma cases and I loved it. And so I was like, let me go get trained in something that's going to help me with this. They give an intern trauma cases? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. So that's when I went and found EMDR and got trained in that, which most people are going to know about that one before some other things. But um, I was like, wow, we can really do some stuff here (laughs) with, with these modalities and really digging in. So it's just... I'm always, my issue, whenever I was first training, my supervisor would say, you know, you get there really fast, you you understand what's going on, but you got to slow down and go with the client's pace. Um, so I think I grew up and I've experienced my own trauma. So trauma doesn't take me by surprise. Um, it's hard to shock me for some reason. Um, so I, it just, you know, when you grow up in, you know, around some stuff, it's, it's hard to... Um, that's what you know. So I was good at it. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. And so I, I just kind of went from there, started doing a bunch of training um, around trauma and looking. And then that's just a huge world to, to fall into. And to, it's like we all have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. It's, 
it gets to the root of things. A lot of, and there's, it's not that one type of therapy is, is, you know, better than the other, but talk therapy only goes to a certain, only takes you so far. It can't do trauma work because it's in a different part of the brain. And so being able to, to work in, in that, it used, I feel like I get some really, get to see strong, lasting results for people that my, I think my favorite part of being a therapist is normally people are getting to me um, when they've tried everything and they don't mm. know what else to do. They're at the end of their rope. Um, they're like, you're my Hail Mary. Because mm. I do a lot of therapies that aren't just your typical talk therapy. So they're like, I want to try something I haven't done before. And that's normally how they find me. And because they just think they, they're stuck and that they have to live life the way they have. And yes. I think getting them like letting them see talking to them first about it and seeing their face light up with like this doesn't have to be this way forever and I'm like no no and then we do these things and we start seeing like I don't focus on the everyday of what they bring in I'm digging into stuff and then then the everyday starts changing and it's these little bit by little bit and so I love the the connection and relationship that I get to form and and watch them heal and you're, you're just really empowering people to to live the best versions of themselves. So I really like, I know that sounds like a, a, a cheesy little thing, but it's, it really is. It's really cool to see um, when people start realizing they can experience life a different way. So that's why I like to do it. And that's awesome. So that's a calling. Really. When it was doing this podcast, it, it was definitely fun. I love, I've like, I, I wanted to be a comedian when I grew up. <laughs> I was like, what? I want, yes, I did. I wanted to You've be never a, said this. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Um, for a, when I was really little and then I was like, oh, you have to write it and be funny all the time. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm a lot funnier in my head than I am. Out loud. <laughs> um, but it, it, this gave a, pl- like a platform for, I mean, seeing comedians and laughter and human, like I see when I'm working with clients, sometimes they will laugh while they're telling you they have been assaulted some of their deepest mm-hmm. stuff and they're laughing because mm-hmm. um, that happens when they don't know how to feel they're uncomfortable and it can be a coping thing and so you see that across the board but being able to give voice to this it felt in alignment of like just trying to help people connect more to you don't have to be this or that that it, it is you got what you need to, to heal so I hope we this gives people permission to do that yeah, so I think that's so too. Felt in alignment for me. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad it did. That, yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. And I think in the podcast, it's already shown that that's mm-hmm. happening because people afterwards have been like, oh, this was really nice. Do I owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> they come in scared of me. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> They're like, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been but nice. Yeah. Why don't you share a little bit around what what made you as a comedian? want to do this yeah so I've been a comedian performer my whole life Mm -hmm. like I practically came out of the vagina like yeah yeah you know um and it's just been my happy place my home like um you're natural by the way thank you so I finally got to see you and it's wonderful I know I texted you later and told you this, but you re- I can tell you're doing like what you're meant to be doing, like what you're meant to be doing. It's, um, it's good. It's natural. Thank you, my mm-hmm. friend. You light up like I, your energy is so like, 
it's good so I enjoy feel, it thank you mm-hmm. I feel that up there I feel I feel like I'm home so yeah. it's really nice thank you yeah. so much it shows um thank you mm-hmm. so yeah that's like uh I love it so much and then I growing up performing my I have a I have a single mom mm-hmm. and she was always there for me like holding it down taking me to auditions doing my hair mm-hmm. like doing my makeup did everything she was like oh. manager stylist you know um and I started to realize as I got older that I really put like a lot of pressure on her just I had a lot of anxiety of like I need to know everything's okay um and you know through therapy (laughs) and you know self looking inside I'm like oh some things happened in my childhood that that probably like came from and Mm -hmm. It just got to be a lot because it went from her to my partner mm-hmm. and it was like after every show my day I was like validate me validate me validate me like or yeah. I can't survive yeah. and I was like if I keep doing this I'm not going to be able to do comedy yeah and I love it so much mm-hmm. and so I have to figure this out because I'm I'm going crazy yeah so I went to therapy and did exposure therapy for you know asking for reassurance which was like oh it was huge but it helped so much (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I felt it that spurred me into being like oh how much more can I love myself how much deeper can I go into like Mm. being there for me yeah you know Uh and so I've been on that path in the past like three years and being around other comedians it's you it's um normal more normal for people to be like so sad and mm-hmm. mean to themselves like yeah you notice it now where you're like if someone else said what you just said to you mm-hmm. you would be so mad yeah. you know or mm-hmm. sad and so and <laughs> I get this reputation I think of people being like oh Amber's so positive and like kind which I love yeah. but I'm also like oh but you know there's work in there like I also okay. get sad and have to work at mm-hmm. loving myself yeah. so the idea behind this podcast was like, I want to be in a room with creatives and talk about hard shit yeah. and laugh, you know, yeah. but get to like be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, because you see a lot of famous comedians and artists and you don't see a lot in the interviews. It's like, what are you doing? When's your next show? Da, da, da. And mm-hmm. they're just like, luck, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't hear a lot of the like, it's really hard for me and I'm, yeah. I'm struggling right now and mm-hmm. I'm sad. Yeah. You know, because that's really vulnerable and not funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think you are, you, you, my experience of you is that you're very authentic. Um, and I can tell you've done work to, to be comfortable with yourself and in your own skin. And that gives other people permission to do that too. Like without you d- even directly saying it. And I think this podcast is an extension of you giving permission to people for that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I do. I do love when like I give myself a compliment and someone's like, you just gave yourself a compliment. I'm like, yeah, give yourself a compliment. And they're like, okay. And then, you know, just that feeling of like, let's love ourselves some more. Yeah, I think we grow up conditioned to, you know, we're we're not being humble. I know that was for me, like to think anything positive I'm, I'm being vain if I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. um, if I think I'm doing something good so it to where it, for me 
one of my core messaging was like, who I am is bad and hurts people, so I can't think of myself good. So taking compliments was always met with self-deprecation yes. instead of thank you, right? So, uh, you know, I'll use that with clients sometimes and say, I learned just to say thank you when I received a compliment, and I'd feel squirmy inside, but mm. I would just say thank you. And eventually that started a new pattern to where I could say thank you, and the more work I was doing was, well, that was a nice compliment. Maybe I, I do look nice today. Yeah. And then, well, I am. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's your just say thank you? Like whatever you're working on, there's something like that. We'll just say thank you. It gives you that that space to start doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, what I think, I'm hoping, again, these conversations give people that. Yeah. I love what you said before about, like, even if you're not a comedian or an artist or whatever, uh, these conversations are about, like, you just see the vulnerability of humans. Yeah. And it's a fun time, too. Like, these pocket, <laughs> we've laughed a lot. Yeah. Learned a lot. So okay. it's for everybody. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's been fun. Because we're all human. Mm -hmm. We all have this human experience we have to go through, you know? So it's just neat to hear. And that's, I, I love working with all the people I get to work with that everyone has their own unique experience and just getting to see how they're experiencing this human thing we have to do. Yes. Um, is my job's really interesting and fun. So this is just adding to it. Yeah. I'm so grateful for you. Yeah, you too. I'm so excited yeah. for this and mm -hmm. for more people to listen and for us to just keep having great experiences. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you have a story you want to share of your own, you can email us at imfinesometimes at gmail.com. And make sure you follow us individually. I am Amber Autry Comedy on all platforms. And I am Trauma Therapy Nashville on all platforms. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe on wherever you listen to your podcast. And thanks so much for listening. <laughs>